as we sit here saying, welcome to At Home with Lyndon Drew Scott. Our podcast producer, Brandon, is doing crunches, and I think he's at about 250. Oh, yeah. How are you not hurting by now? You are uh, Jane Fonda. Yeah, I got plenty more. <laughs> you're, the, you're the machine. You're the next rock. Abs of steel. Abs of steel. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this rock-solid day. Mm-hmm. Welcome to At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. This is the post-Valentine's Day episode. Mm. I'm feeling so relaxed. It was absolutely amazing to be able to just chill for two days Shut off work, shut off phones, and just spend time with Linda. I don't want it to stop. Let's just stop working. I retire. All right. This is the very last episode then. Well, <laughs> we'll still pod, but... Um, yeah, pods, pod, podding, podding. It's potty time. <laughs> it's it's not work. No. I mean, this, it takes time, and I appreciate all the work that goes into it, but, but it's it feels... Fun. It's fun like to fun. sit down and talk with you mm. and, and to sit down and talk with amazing people like our guest this week. Mm-hmm. Tyron, Tyron Matthew, Matthew from the winning Super Bowl team. We have the Kansas City Chief. Beep, beep. He is in town with us hanging out, which it's really exciting to, I'm a big sports nut as Linda knows and maybe a lot of you guys know. I just love all sports. And so to sit here with one of the best, it's it's kind of like giddy, like the inner child in me is coming out to l- learn more about him on the field. But also he's such a huge supporter in his community. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great thing too. He's only been with the Chiefs for a year, one season, but he is such a big supporter uh, in the community. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see that. I love chatting with him about the loves of his life as well, his family, his soon-to-be wife, his kids. Mm-hmm. You know, coming off of Valentine's Day, I, I think I almost showed it to Are you. Are you crying right now? I held it together. You can see family means everything to Tyron, which is pretty amazing. And, and the excitement he has being engaged to an amazing woman, Sydney, and they're about to get married. It's coming up fast, but uh, and then to hear about you know the influence from his grandmother and uh, and his parents, it was just it's really cool. And what I really love with him is he's he's sort of the epitome of overcoming adversity and and facing fears. He had a lot happen to him at a young young age, and a lot of people can shut down, but he doesn't. He really shows how you can turn things around and you become that positive force in your life, and you embrace these things in your life and pushes you forward to become a better person. And, and then became a positive force in other people's lives yeah. as well. I love that he gives back to youth and and he is so grateful for all of the mentors that he's had, you know, going into different teams as, as a rookie. You can actually see it anytime he's walking into the stadium or anytime he's out in public, if you see videos of him or even if you see him in person, he takes time to talk to fans. And I love how he's always trying to inspire people, put a smile on people's faces. I actually asked him about this, but we have so many of our friends that are huge football fans and they say that he has the most beautiful and charming smile in the league. He does. So I asked him if he knew what his best asset was and it wasn't his smile. Yeah, you'll have to listen because... Did my heart. <laughs> and we also asked you guys to send us some questions. All right. I asked you all on Insta stories to share your love stories. And I'm going to read some of your love stories that you submitted. And I'm going to just play a little music for you guys to set the mood. Ooh. Okay, go. All right. Kirsten Gala says, met my husband on Twitter. <laughs> oh, tweet, tweet. <laughs> and Christy Heath says... Met on the internet, been together almost 20 years. That's amazing. You must have been the first person to ever meet on the internet. (laughs) Back Was that when it was called the computer? 
the computer, the computer box. box. <laughs> OJ Hurley4790 says, my husband gives me a Valentine's Day card every morning in February until the 14th for 31 oh, years. That's amazing. Peru, get on it. Thanks a lot. You're making me have to pick <laughs> up my socks a little bit here. All right. I'll give you chocolates too. All right. There was another really cute one. Mm-mm-mm. Kathy I2592 says, me and my fiance met online, had the most embarrassing and amazing first date ever. And that's all she told me. Cliffhanger. But you know what I love? If you have some date you go on and it's just sort of superficial conversation, that's no fun. But if you have a moment that's really embarrassing, you have a good laugh, that is something you'll never forget. That's the perfect start to a long-term relationship. Okay, one more. There's so many good ones. Sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Aladean81 said, got proposed to you on... Christmas Eve at Santa Monica Beach, ring wrap with little Chinese Mickey Mouse. Aw, cute. Okay, one more, one more, one more. One I more. saw one too on there. Um, it's from D. Scott, D. Scott. Um, and he just says what he does is he acts like every day is Valentine's Day and shows it to the one he loves. Hmm. This guy sounds really smart. I love him. Hey. I'd like to meet him. How dare you? <laughs> I'm right here. Okay, last one, I promise. Ebuts 422. <laughs> hey, Ebuts. I want a cassette on this guy's morning radio show when I was 17. We got married 12 years later. Really? That is cool. That's like the ultimate mixtape. Yeah. Mixtapes are supposed to create a connection. They do. They do. I, I made I'll you a mixtape. I'll be your side A to your side B. <laughs> I'll take it. We love hearing from you guys. This is really awesome. And it gives us a little dig into your lives as well. So continue to hit us up on Instagram at at home. And you can also email us at feedback at at home podcast.net. So shall we get into our conversation with Tyron? Let's do it. So everybody, this is Super Bowl champion, the one, the only, the inspiring Tyron Matthew. And the smiley Tyron Matthew. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. (laughs) My security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. (laughs) Help protect what matters most with all this plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love Bouncing off these walls Shining through the windows Reflecting like a rainbow That's where we belong Yeah, it feels like home
This is the first time <laughs> we've been sitting down to chat with somebody who is into meditation as we are. Yeah. What's your mantra? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, but what I do um, value uh, is the fact that I can go to a quiet place, um, control my breathing, control my thoughts. Um, and that's kind of like a practice I use like outside of yoga. Like I do that on the sideline during games and it oh. helps a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know any other sport that's as loud as football. I mean, when you're thinking all the, right. everyone yelling out, your plays, everything happening. I, I have to ask first because everyone in the world is going to be jealous that you're sitting down here chatting with us just off of a Super Bowl win. Yeah. What was it like? Tell us the moment you knew you guys had won. And then what has it been like the, the following week here, like for relaxation and, and partying and fun? Yeah, it's been, obviously I've had a couple of days to, to kind of reflect on it. Um, you know, I was I was so proud of our team, really um, for everything we've accomplished that whole year. Um, I think coming into the seasons, we, we had Super Bowl expectations, um, but we, we kind of hit a rough patch September, October. Um, you know, obviously Pat Mahomes got hurt. A lot of key guys started to get hurt, and uh, we found a way to kind of overcome that, obviously, and then we obviously get to the playoffs. Um, and then our first game, we're down 24-0 yeah, wow. <laughs> at home. And we're just like, yo, what's going on? Anyway, we, we find a way to kind of rally back and, and, and win that game. And uh, so we go to the AFC Championship game and, you know, we fall behind again, 10-0. Uh, you know, we, we find a way to come back. And so we get to the Super Bowl and the only thought in our mind is to, you know, not fall behind. And uh, sure enough, we, we, we fell behind. Um, uh, but uh, once again, we were kind of able to come together as a team. And I think that's, that really was our, you know, um, that was our slogan for the year. Like, yeah. um, you know, when tough times hit, like, let's look at each other. Let's figure it out. Um, let's find a way within to kind of, you know, be able to dig deep and win. So other than physical practice, mm -hmm. as a team, how do you guys get over that? Like you, you talk about meditation and yoga. Yeah. Are there certain activities you guys do as a team that yeah. bring you together? That What I was really proud of, um, what our coaching staff was, because um, once you get to the NFL, a lot of coaches expect you to know everything, right? Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of guys aren't fortunate enough to be able to have been around great coaches to teach them certain details. Um you know, I think what we was reluctant to have was coaches that have won Super Bowls before. So I think they understood the the importance of details and, you know, being one. And um, so, you know, we would come out before practice, like 20 minutes and, you know, go over plays. And um, even when the offense were running their plays, the defense would go to the sideline and we would talk through certain communications and uh, different techniques. And I felt like those little things kind of helped us. Mm -hmm. I found, I mean, I played college level basketball and uh, I didn't make it as far as you did with your professional career uh, in basketball. <laughs> but uh, still, I, I had the, the fortunate, um, in, in my high school days, my coach had, had won some championships back in the day and uh, I had some great coaches in the college level. And what I really loved is just like you're saying is they actually focused a lot of attention on the off the field yeah. and they focused a lot of attention on the mental game. Yes. Um, they also... They made sure you felt like family, uh, which was really cool to me because yeah. if you're more relaxed and you feel like you're around people you can trust, yeah. it you would perform better, especially yeah. as a team. Right. So how did you find, you've only been with the Chiefs for a year. How did yeah. you find that dynamic? Well, I found it very, you know, interesting. You know, I think, you know, really playing under Coach Reed, um, you know, a lot of people have him locked in to, to, to make the Hall of Fame and uh, especially after we just won the Super Bowl. Um, but, 
you know, even me coming to Kansas City, um, I felt like he made it feel like a family atmosphere, right? Um, he made everybody feel like they were a part of it. And I could feel that even as a recruit, you know, being recruited by those, by these people. Um, and once I got in the building, it was the same thing. You know, um, I think from top to bottom, man, um, they make it feel like family. And um, I, I think it's kind of understated, you know. Um, you know, you're dealing with a lot of alpha males and, you know, you expect them to come to work and be ready to work. Um, but um, I think if, you, you, if you're able to create a certain environment um, for these players, um, I think you're able to get the best out of them. And I think family environments tend to get the best out of, you know, alpha oh, males yeah. and different guys like that. Oh, I, I think it's great. Well, you, you know that there's a lot of love in the organization for you yeah. when you come off the Super Bowl and they give you the, the franchise gives you MVP. Yeah. And so kudos to that. Thank you. That's, Thank uh, you. <clears throat> there you go. Appreciate it. I'll pass, I'll pass that on to Linda. <laughs> but, uh, and so how has the relaxation been? Aside from football, you have, what, about a month and a half yeah, until you're back in it? Half. Yeah. So are you putting on 20 pounds of junk food? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's it like for you? Are you getting you know back to New Orleans or... Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll probably, you know, obviously get back home. But I think for me right now, it's just about, you know, really being a dad. You know, um, I had my baby girl in November. So uh, she's about three months now. And, she's adorable. Um, thank you. Adorable. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of busy with her, especially since the season's over with, you know. I, my, my fiance gave me a lot of excuses to, you know, not wake up in the middle of the night because I had work, but now I don't have any excuses. So <laughs> I'm like on dad duty all the time. Oh man. my gosh. So, What's this, harder? What's harder? All the grueling practices that you have or changing or drooling, a diaper? Or listen, drooling practices. Yeah, listen, I'll tell you, I, I can play football, you know, with my eyes closed. Um, if my fiance goes to the grocery store for 30 minutes and leaves me with my baby, I'm just like, every time she coughs, <laughs> I just think it's the worst, you know? Any, anytime she moves, I'm just like, Concerned, but. but I have heard if you, if there's a crying baby to make them stop, is it like the football hold? Yeah, well, I thought I came up with a dad hack, so I just right. find YouTube videos and you know shove my phone in her face and. You know, that's been working. That's okay. Been working. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your dad hack is you hold her like a football and rock her no, to sleep. I swear. I, I have. I no, I've, I've read that too. So, you know, that sort of at your side, that football yeah. position, I have heard that that is a very comfortable position for a baby. And I think face down, holding the baby. So they're just sort of like laying uh, or, I'm a, I'm or like stomach down. We'll have down. to look this up. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to look into that. People call me Dr. Drew. <laughs> I can help you with this. Um, so, I mean, we want to have kids soon too. So, I mean, it's exciting for us to always talk to new parents yeah. because, and also to talk to, um, you know, our friends and family who have had kids for years because there's such a difference, a dynamic. Yeah. Babies are so precious when yes. you've had them for the first time right. and everything, like you said, they just have a little cough and, oh, what's right. going on? I got to run to the hospital. <laughs> so by the time Mila's, you know, a year or so, you're going to be like, ah, she fell yeah, down the stairs. Right. She'll bounce. <laughs> yeah, she's good. Or your third kid, you'll be like, ah, they're fine. Yeah. But um, I, I'm excited. I mean, for us to have kids, that's a big thing for us because our family dynamic is so, um, we're so close. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm no doubt. interested to see what our sleep schedules or lack of sleep schedules will be like. Because we already don't get a lot yeah. of sleep. And then you had a baby to the mix. So we'll see what right, happens. Right. <laughs> You're also getting married soon, which yes. is exciting. Yes, I am very excited. Um, getting married April 4th. Man, this, yes. how do you know? Have you had time to plan for the wedding because you've been so busy with? With no, um, you know what? My, my fiance is, uh, in my opinion, um, I think she's doing a really good job. Um, it, it, I can tell that it's, stress, it's stressing her a little bit, um, but um, I think she she really gave me my space this year, man, to kind of focus on football and, 
you know, focus on my team, and it it, it paid off. We won a Super Bowl, so you know, she I don't mean, have any complaints. <laughs> it's it paid. It definitely paid off. So all the success you have, obviously, is yes. a big part of it is who you're with. Yes. Um, you know, who's yes. at your side and. But now that you have your baby as well, that's that's a whole new project to take on for you. What what is what's the family dynamic for you? I mean, family's everything for us, yeah. um, and I know obviously too with your daughters um, here, it's so important to yeah. give her lots of attention, give her yeah. a lot of time with you. Yeah. How are you going to balance that family life with your work life when you go back to practice? Well, you know, I just try to keep my, you know, I try to keep my family first. You know, um, I try to wake up early in the morning, you know, get as much time with them as I can. Um, and then when I come home, you know, and I, I think one of the best decisions I made was, was um, buying a house 40 minutes from where I work because mm. I'm able to unwind before yeah. I get home. And, you know, a lot of the stresses or the things I, I may have dealt with at work uh, or with my job, um, I tend to kind of forget about those things as I go home. And um, so uh, it's, it's, it's been a lot of peace, uh, yeah. I, so to say. Yeah. That's so important. That's <laughs> such a great piece of advice. Yeah. Because I find that now with our phones and our laptops and the ability to work remotely, we're able to take our work home, which is, you know, an advantage in, in some ways. You can right. work on a beach, but it's important to leave your work mentality at work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I, you know, my fiance, she always used to tell me that, you know, I, for me, you know, I, you know, I am who I am. And, you know, I grew up the way I grew up. And I think a lot of times you, you, I, you know, you carry that on your shoulders all the time. Right. Like you feel like everybody has something against you and you feel like you have to have this chip on your shoulder, even sometimes in relationships and um, so uh, I'm grateful for my fiance for, for a lot of reasons, but especially yeah. that, you know, just making me conscious of, hey, man, you know, leave work at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a hard thing to do. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of different projects and a lot of different aspects to our business. And I do find, you know, it's I, I ask Linda to remind me because I will forget <laughs> if I'm at home and I'm not focusing on time with family. Yes. I'm, I'm actually I'm on my phone yes. or I'm, I'm working on some plans or whatever I'm doing. And I have to just check in with myself put that aside and realize yes. most of the stuff can wait till tomorrow. Yes, it can. If I'm not present here right now, there's no point being in the same room with Linda and family if I'm not actually focusing on the attention exactly. they need. But how do you find, I mean, growing up, I mean, you had a, a rough childhood and you had a lot of isolation as a child as yeah. well. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about growing up yeah. and then how that's influenced you, how you were raised as opposed to how you want to be a father. Yeah, I, for me, man, I... <laughs> Growing up, I, I was I felt I was confused in a sense, right? I felt I felt so much love, right? So much love. Um, I think even you know me being adopted, right, or, or even me being raised by my grandparents, right, and my parents not being there. I've, I've I've always felt blessed, but at the same time very confused. Like you know, where are my real parents? Um, you know, um, what's the truth behind it? And um, so I, I grew up with a lot of different you know, emotions. And um, I think for me, the biggest thing was being able to control what I could control. Um, and obviously, I think me having a family now, you know, um, I have great responsibility, right? Like I'm able to control my story, control my narrative and um, anything that I felt like wasn't necessarily right for my family in the past. Um, I feel like I have a true chance to kind of break those cycles. And, um, you know, I think that those things are kind of keeping me going and, you know, trying to help me shape my family to, to what I believe, what I've always wanted a family yeah. to be. Yeah, I, I think you're somebody who, even I'm sure your teammates say the same thing, anybody you're around, you're, you have an infectious personality. You, you have You can feel the love, you can feel a positive energy. Thank you. And I think that, 
like you said, I mean, having not knowing your parents or where they are mm-hmm. and having some of that separation when you're younger can be very confusing. And it can also create a neg- negative spiral for a lot of people. Yes. But the fact that you have embraced where you've come from and you've used that to drive you and create this passion, go after what you want to yeah. do. And I mean, look at all the people that you inspire now. Yeah. I mean, you're a role model for so many people. Thank you. Yeah, I, I did read that you had said at one point um, a lot of the drive that you have for what you have accomplished in football is derived from sort of a, a wanting and acceptance that if I do better, my mom will accept yeah. me. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know we talk about family and, I, and in my mind, I, I feel like that's what I've always craved. Um, you know, I feel like people have always grown to me. They've attached themselves to me. Um, and, you know, like, Family is the only thing that really matters at the end of the day. And um, I think not having that, it can kind of affect you and your dreams and uh, what you see yourself as. And, uh, you know, but I was very fortunate because I was able to kind of face some of my fears, um, even with my dad being in prison. Uh, me and him didn't really talk that much. Um, but I think as of late, we've been able to kind of form this relationship and, you know, heal certain wounds and um, I think little measures like that has really helped me continue to keep going, you yeah. know, in my in, in my life, and um, you know, and then also understanding that you know life may never be fair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think I have the opportunity to you know work as hard as I can and try my best to you know uh, bring as many people along as possible. Yeah, I find that I mean, Lynn and I both find that people who want to overplan their life. Life never works out how you plan. It never works out. It, it there are there are moments where it seems fair. There are moments that seem unfair, and and I think that's one of the reasons too with what we've done and a lot of what we've achieved in our lives, whether it's in relationships or if it's in work, um, we've achieved a lot of things because we're willing to ebb and flow. And if there's something we're passionate about, we go all in for that. And if there's something that has been bothering us, we confront it and we deal with it and we try to understand it and then we move on from there. We don't try to bury it. We try and embrace it and yeah. move on. And that can be very tough. Yes. Um, but I mean, it, it sounds like that's really fueled you. Yes. Um, having that same sort yeah. of. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. Em- embracing those things, embracing the challenges, um, has really kept me with a with a with a sense of you know where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I love that you you embraced your version of what family means to you, yeah. and how blessed you've been to have you know not your biological parents raise you, but I'm sure they they feel like your parents to you. Yeah. And I, I think that's the the cool thing about. I guess life, you, you kind of choose your family yeah. as well and you choose the people you surround yourselves with. And- yeah, and, and for me, that's that's been, you know, so huge, right? Um, really so grateful, right, for all the good people that has really come into my life and really try to shape me to who they saw me as. And, you know, I think about my high school football coach and, you know, uh, you know uh, I'm an all-pro DB, but I grew up playing offense, right? And yeah. I met the, I met this man one day, and you know he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, and you know um, from that day forward I never played offense. Like I just absolutely believed in him, and hmm. you know here I am today. So um, you know, but it's a lot of people like that 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 come into our lives, and you know they touch us or they spark us or they they give us some encouragement that that kind of make us see things ten years, twenty years from now. Which is phenomenal. I, yes. I, I was going to actually ask you, that was my next question for you is, how, did you always play the same position or how did you get into that? So one person moved you from offense to defense. Yes. And so when you were younger, did you play other sports as well or was it always football? I played everything. Um, my baseball coach used to beg me to stop playing football. 
yeah, yeah. beg me. And I'm, you know, but I, I guess in his mind, I was better at baseball, but I, I didn't have any passion for it. You yeah. know, um, I felt like football was that passion that, you know, um, especially with me growing up and the different things I was dealing with, um, football gave me that outlet to kind of... Like the aggression? Get, yeah, just to yeah. kind of get it all out and... Because I wasn't really aggressive outside the football field. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to kind of, you know, get things off my chest. But once I get in between those lines, I felt like, you know, I had every right to, you know, feel how I feel. And, <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's how you feel. No one can yeah. take that from you. So what was your, I mean, everybody has their personality on the team. I mean, when I played as well, I was kind of the jokester kind yeah. of guy. And so what, what's your trait on the team? <sighs> you know what? I'm I'm probably like the guy that's, I'm the leader, you know, yeah. like I'm, when it's work, I'm all work. Um, but if we're joking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably joking with you guys, but for the most part, you know, when they blow the whistle, the guys know they got to get behind me. We, we run at full speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you definitely, I mean, I, I was the same too. Um, Linda did like track and field as okay. well, but I mean, I was intense with basketball. Did you play basketball at all? I did play basketball. Um, I could take you. We probably could, um, <laughs> but I probably fouled out, man. Like, yeah, seriously, there you go. I was like, I was like a football player out there on, on the basketball court. <laughs> you know, this is funny though. So I have a twin brother, obviously. Uh-huh. You know, Jonathan. Um, Jonathan was he was the most improved player on our team. Okay. I was the most valuable player on our team, and so there were some games where my coach says he didn't realize we were doing this, but <clears throat> bullshit. Um, <laughs> I fouled out. And so I just went and swapped jerseys with my oh, twin wow. brother and I came back in and with his uh, jersey on. And then they're like, wow, that guy that was the bench player, why is he so good all of a Most sudden? Improved. Most improved. Most improved <laughs> in that game. But uh, not that I'm condoning any sort of cheating in yeah. sports. Don't do that. That was just for uh, off-season fun games in high school. But um, yeah, I, I took up basketball and volleyball. You ever play volleyball? No, never played no. volleyball. Maybe in a pool. Yeah. But Table tennis? No. Ping pong? No, not ping pong. No. I'm naming all the things I'm very good at so I can try to compete against compete you and against win. Me. I'm very competitive. But uh, if I go out on the football field, you'll just embarrass me. Yeah, uh, yeah so now tell us uh, as well too with um, you know, sort of your, your young years getting into sport and the passion that, that came with sport. Uh, do you have other, other passions outside of sport? You know what? I used to dabble in music um, in high school. Um, me and my friends, we would, you know, pull up to the park, um, try to make some songs, um, but we never really pursued it. Um, I've, I always felt like sports was was really for me. Yeah. It was number one. Yeah, no All doubt. in with one. But what kind of music when you were dabbling? Uh, predominantly rap, no doubt. Um, hip-hop, um, uh, especially growing up in New Orleans, Lil Wayne, Hot Boys, Cash Money, all that thing. Um, you know, so we used to be able to see those guys as well. So. Oh, yeah. um, I probably say those guys gave us some inspiration as well, just being able to see them and, you know, they, those guys used to be out there. Well, they used to just, because uh, we've actually filmed down in New Orleans and mm-hmm. we used to spend a fair bit of time, once or twice a year we go down, we love it. I mean, yeah. the the food, the music, the music the, even yeah. with the architecture, the use of color down there, everything's so vibrant and the personalities, mm-hmm. dancing. And um, But I was told when I was at one of the, the bars or clubs that, that Lil Wayne and them, they used to just be at some random little yeah. Bar. Yeah. And you I just mean, yeah, yeah, walk in. You'll be able to see him. You know, I remember growing up in the East when I, I just moved with my uh, adopted parents uh, to the East Side of New Orleans. And um, one of Lil Wayne's cousins stayed down the street. So we would always come outside. We would always see him on a corner, uh, which was pretty cool. We never approached him, though. Yeah. Yeah, they looked, they looked a little too tough. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you walk down the street, he'll come running up. He's like, I'm such a fan. Right. <laughs> um, we, in New Orleans, what, what I love with, you know, 
obviously every time I go there, we, we the put beignets. On, oh yeah, I oh, put yeah. on ten pounds yeah. from beignets <laughs> yes. and amazing food. But um, with the you know the Creole and and some of the history, what I love in um, in New Orleans and the style of these homes too. Actually, the shotgun style homes, mm-hmm. the long skinny, and we've renovated a few houses. There's one family we're working with down there. They had this. It was it was actually two families. It was the the, the brother and his family, and it was okay. this, his sister and her family. And after Hurricane Katrina, um, they had damage to their house, water damage, wind damage, and a contractor came in to fix it, took all of their money, ripped the house apart so, so it's unlivable, and then he took off with their money. Oh, wow. So they had no money left. And so they, 11 years, they, they couldn't live in this house, and that was everything they had. Yes. And so they, these families were now living in uh, low-income housing. They had no furniture. They were living on a mattress on the floor. That's That in a dresser, that's literally all wow. that they owned. And so we came in and we renovated the two spaces. We reconfigured them to make them better use for family because in the old days with a shotgun style home, it was so that for airflow, air conditioning basically, um, you would open all the doors and you would get a wind tunnel basically. So you walk in, it's your living room, you walk into like a bedroom, then you walk through that to the kitchen, then you walk through that to the bathroom, you walk through that to the back bedroom. Totally unfunctional for any family. But uh, we reconfigured to make it amazing. We fully furnished it, and then we handed over the keys. And it was uh, amazing to see this family. That's so cool. And they they just said, and I said, do you like what you see, or is you know is there anything you don't like? And she's like, I have no opinion. I'm like, what do you mean? This is your home. And she's like, no, I have no opinion. I've been living on a mattress on a floor for eleven years. Yes. I this blows my mind that somebody would come and do this and and um and give back. And what I love too is a lot of the families that were displaced after Katrina. New Orleans, there's so much support and love within the communities that everybody, even though they had nothing, they were still out there volunteering for other families yes. and really giving back. And yeah. you do feel that love when you meet some of the locals in, in the different neighborhoods. Yeah. No so doubt. tell us about your uh, New Orleans, uh, like where you lived and, and you know, what, what was your, your vibe like with your foster family? and Yeah, so, uh, well, my grandparents, well, my family's from the Seven Ward of New Orleans. Um, uh, my Which grand- were hit hard, right? With, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, well, I probably say for the most part everything was, was kind of hit hard. Um, but she grew up. I grew up in the Fifth Ward, um, which is uh, about about five minutes from the CBD Bourbon Bourbon Street that area. Um, and uh, so uh, from there, uh, I moved with my uh, foster parents, uh, with my adopted parents, who's actually my uncle and my aunt. I, I feel bad saying foster. Yeah, <laughs> make it seem like I don't know them. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, uh, I moved with them to the east side of New Orleans. And um, so, uh, but my, my whole family is, is from the inner city of New Orleans. Uh, went to St. Augustine, which is uh, inner city New Orleans. So, um, played played all my park ball, uh, all my sports uh, from New Orleans. So, uh, I love it. I love New Orleans, man. I love everything about it. Um, you know, I think most uh, most importantly, it, it teaches you how to survive. You know, um, you know, Hurricane Katrina was just one hurricane. You know, we we kind of had to get through. But my family has been has been going through that. For many for many years, um, so um, and and then it's the celebration, it's the love for life, and you know the love for food, and um, so I think New Orleans teaches you, you know, a lot of different things. I was told New Orleans has the second largest Mardi Gras party in the world. It was the first one. Yeah, Mardi Gras is first? huge. Yeah. Mardi Gras is huge um, in, in New Orleans. Um, actually, my my adopted uncle, um, uh, my adopted dad, he was King Zulu, oh, which yeah. is like the the biggest thing on Mardi Gras Day. So, That's cool. Yeah, That's amazing. So uh, it's a culture, you know, it's a culture. And um, I, I think obviously tourists embrace it, 
but I think the locals they they live it the most. You know, they do it every day, every festival. Yeah, you know, everything they into it. And so you have your your month and a half off, and then you're gonna be back to training. So when you're not training. I know you meditate. Yes. But what else uh, is taking up your time? Is it yoga? Is it hitting the gym on your own? Or is it just kind of eating? Baby time. You know what? My, my, I love basketball. I love to play basketball. And, you know, I kind of got an excuse to play it because for me, it kind of helps me get into shape. You know, just conditioning and running back and forth. And um, it's actually better than most football drills, right? I think basketball helps you get in shape much faster. Mm. So basketball is like my hobby when, I'm, when I have some downtime. We have to play. Yes, yes. There's something about sport. I'm the same as you. Like mm-hmm. for me, I don't like to go to a gym and just hit a bike. I like to actually do something fun. And so yeah. basketball, it doesn't feel like I'm getting a workout, but you're you're working all these muscles that you yeah. wouldn't typically work, work just yeah. sitting on a bench. And you're working yes. with a team. So right. that's a different dynamic yes. altogether. Yeah. Unless you get the wrong team and then it doesn't feel like you're working with them. <laughs> so um, you're going to get married in April. Are you guys going to take off on a, on a, a honeymoon? honeymoon yeah. Right away? And we're going to have to do it pretty quickly because I have work like in a couple weeks after that so and nothing's uh, less romantic than saying honey let's do our honeymoon it's just over here in the practice field right. <laughs> just on the side here a little picnic <laughs> but yeah I'm looking forward to it so uh, it's been a, it's been a long time coming you know met my fiance in college and um so uh, I know she's really excited about this this day so uh do you try have any to be plans? on my best behavior what are your plans like give me a hint even don't tell all of it but what's a little hint of the Romantic side of you that you're gonna bring up for the honeymoon. You know what, man? I'm 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 gonna dance with her. Because uh, because you know she grew up dancing and cheerleading. Um, but I'm not like I don't have a lot of rhythm. You know what? I doubt that. I have oh, zero. You're, you're from New Orleans. You have. Rhythm. I have none. Trust me. I'm bad. We're gonna have to have a dance yeah, off. I'm horrible. You realize we are going to record ourselves, <laughs> the three of us, doing some sort of dancing. That's cool. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. Living on the road, you've, you've jumped around, you've been since college, you have been with three different teams. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the journey with each team and sort of what you picked up from yeah. each spot. Um, I felt like Arizona was um, uh, a, truly a blessing for me, um, especially coming from my situation at LSU, you know, being suspended, you know, my last year in college and, um, you know, not many teams wanted to draft me, you know, um, uh, not I don't think many teams wanted to take that risk. Um, I felt like Arizona... You know, they had got a new coach, Bruce Arians. Um, uh, and then I had one of my former teammates there as well, Patrick Peterson. So uh, I feel like those two guys really in particular were really wanted me there. And um, they had already had a good structure in place um, as far as good leadership. And they had a good locker room um, for the most part. Um, um, uh, so I was just happy to, to really, you know, be back in the NFL, had opportunity to play. Um, uh, and it was fun. You know, we won a lot of games. Um, we won our division a couple times. Um, we were able to get to the championship game. Um, you know, I signed my first big contract with the Cardinals. Um, and then it was these knee injuries. I started to get hurt and, um, 
didn't really feel like myself, you know, even outside of the football field, let alone on it. Um, and um, so they released me, um, which was uh, very humbling. You know, mm. my first time in my career, you know, you know, really being, really, really being, really feeling like that, you know, feeling like I wasn't good enough, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I go to Houston for a year, um, which was a, which was a good, good move for me. Um, I think, you know, playing with guys like J.J. Watt, um, you know, uh, they gave me some motivation as well, you know, going forward. And, um, you know, and I think obviously, you know, playing for Kansas City, um, you know, they made me feel like, you know, it was going to be my defense, you know, my team. And, um, you know, all I had to do was come in, be myself um, and obviously make plays. And um, it's been working out. So uh, definitely happy, you know, about you know all the decisions I've made, you know, since I've been in the NFL. Um, and but more so proud that, I, you know, I was able to continue to to kind of, you know, keep going. You know, I don't think a lot of people really, you know, thought I'd make it this far, you know. Um, so to, you know, to be on my third team, um, um, uh, it's, it's unusual for a good player. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. You know? and when you say, uh, was it the Cardinals that had a good locker room? What do you mean yeah. by that? Well, they had good good guys in the locker room, mm-hmm. um, good players, good leaders, um, you know, legit guys, right, that I, that I can come in, um, and really learn from. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people will show you how to do things, but it'll be halfway. You know what I mean? Um, I felt like those guys really showed me how to do it the right way, the professional way, you know, even dealing with media, um, you know, what to wear on game day. Um, just they, they were setting me up for, for being a professional um, mm-hmm. versus yeah. just kind of letting me come in and, and, and do my own thing. Yeah, because there's no training, like, formal training for that, right? Like, you're no. you're trained for the sport, but you're not trained for the life that you're going to have. Everything around the sport. No, yeah. no, they, no, not really. Um, and we and we have a rookie symposium that, that we go to every year where it's, like, mandatory for, for all the rookies, which is about, it's about a week long, which, in my opinion, is not enough time to kind of teach yeah. guys how to deal with money, find you know, mm. all these different things that they're going to have to deal with. Um, but uh, I was grateful because um, I remember... You know, a few guys from that Arizona team, um, you know, they, 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 they taught me the right way, which I'm grateful for. Which is great. I mean, that's one thing you hear a lot about um, athletes that get into sports young or in the entertainment industry for TV or movie celebrities, uh, actors and actresses that get into it young and they've never learned to handle their money and they make all this money and then a year out of their career, they're, they're broke because they yeah. haven't been able to control themselves. So it's really great that you were able to get some great guidance at a young age yeah. to set you on the right path. And it's going to give you more peace of mind as well, knowing that you're, you're comfortable now financially, but you're also setting yourself and your family up for a, a comfortable future after you retire. And now also giving back to the community as well with your foundation. Yeah, yeah tell us about yeah. Uh, your foundation. Yeah, so I have the Tyra Matthew Foundation, and um, uh, I think our whole goal is to really you know, impact kids that are, you know, uh, in, in tough situations, you know, at a disadvantage. Um, so um, one of the things we do is uh, the tech zones. So we, um, we, we we go into a school, maybe it's a boys and girls club, um, and we we set up the things that they may not have at home. A computer, hmm. uh, maybe it's a green screen, you know, so they can act or whatever. Maybe it's a guitar. So uh, we try to put these things into, in front of these kids in, in hopes that, 
it can kind of keep them going. You know, that's amazing, um, and it's inspiring uh, creativity as well um, when it's um, the tech side of things. Yeah, and and I, and I, and that's and that's what I want to do. I don't want to tell people to play football. Um, uh, you know, I want people to be able to, you know, have options, right? Like um, to be able to choose and pick their passions. Um, I feel like a lot of people I grew up with, um, you know, it was like one thing or the other. Right. Yeah. And, you know, um, you don't want to limit kids. Um, so um, but I think the whole reason I even, you know, do this is because of, you know, people like my grandmother. Right. Like, you know, um, you know, she did so much for me, um, not just me, but for my whole family. Right. Like even strangers, um, uh-huh. you know, um, and she was always so encouraging. Right. She gave us so much hope and and um, she gave us so much love. And um, so uh, I think anytime I do anything in the community, um, I think it's always a reflection of you know how I feel about her. You're sharing your grandma's love, yes, uh, which is yeah. really cool. I think uh, pe- sometimes I think people don't realize how much of a difference you can make. So, you know, when you look out there and people are changing the world with um, things that they're doing, we have people that come up to us and say all the time, yeah, but what can I do? I'm just one person. I don't have a lot of money or I don't have a million followers on, on social media. I'm one person. What can I do? But you don't. You have no idea how much of a difference you can make in someone else's life, even if it's one person that you affect in a positive way. That could set their life on a whole different path than where they were. And I like that you're giving that opportunity to so many people out there too. We worked with the Boys and Girls Club too. We actually yeah. did a, a makeover in um, New York, just oh, uh, cool. yeah, as, as well as we we did a couple other cities, and it was that same side was making over libraries yes. for them as well, and then uh, bringing in some tech because. Kids are smart. Yes, I cannot are. believe, yeah. <laughs> like when, when our nieces and nephews, like at two and a half years old, they can unlock my phone and oh, yeah. go Navigate into an app. YouTube. Yes. How the, yeah. I was drooling and pooping <laughs> in my diaper at that point. Wait, was I still wearing a diaper at two and a half? I don't know. But uh, here's a question. Hmm. Babysitting. Yes. So who, if you were to pick someone on your team. To babysit? Who do you think would be good with your daughter? I probably have to go with Reggie Raglan. Why? Um uh, he's a linebacker. Um, first of all, he can cook. Um, uh-huh. he, he cleans up his locker. Um, <laughs> so uh, make sure he throws stuff in the trash can. And, and he's just good with people, man. Like if you if you get around him, yeah, he, he's so he can relate to anybody. He's always easygoing. And um, I think mostly, man, if you got if you having a bad day, like he's the dude that's gonna pick you up and give you a smile. So. Nice. Um, it, it'll, it'll probably be him. If you were to pick one teammate to design your house, who would it be? To design my house? I probably have to go with a guy named Travis Kelsey. All right. Um, he has a good sense of style. He has he has good taste. Yeah, because we're recruiting yeah. right now. So I'm going to oh, okay. try and replace my brother with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah a whole other career. Good, yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you have any design eye? No. No. How about like with style, like like fashion? I'm I'm like simple. I'm yeah. I'm so simple. I'm definitely not the guy that's, you know, spending an hour trying to figure out, you know, what he's gonna wear. Um I can remember the AFC championship game wore a sweatsuit to, to the game. Oh, there you go. So yeah, yeah. I'm, in my opinion, I just wanna be comfortable, man. So yeah. at home if you have a plumbing leak or something, you're not going in there with a wrench, you're calling someone. Yes, unfortunately. Yes. I'm, Which my fiance hates. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. nowadays most most time uh, the the wives in a house are handier than the husbands nowadays. Like the yeah, stats it's, have it's, changed. It's crazy, and I find even like like Linda. Like there are times where I'll be like, oh, I'll fix something, and then she's in there and she does Already it right done. away. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's how my fiance is. Um, it's crazy. So we just had our first winter in yeah. Kansas City, and yeah. I, you know it's like my first time experiencing snow. I, I didn't invest in a shovel. Oh yeah. So my driveway has been like snowed out for like. 
a month. So you're that neighbor but, yeah. that no one likes. <laughs> They're like, "Come on, shovel your walkway already." But yeah, you can but, build an awesome snowman. Yeah. Your nickname, Honey Badger. Honey Badger. Yeah. I heard you didn't like that in the beginning. Not, not. Yeah, I didn't really like the honey part. Okay. Um, you know, just coming from New Orleans, I was just like, uh, not honey, you know, <laughs> anything but that. But my freshman year in college, before the Honey Badger, they used to call me Tyrannosaurus Rex because it kind of went with my <laughs> oh, that's cool. So in my mind, I was like, yo, how do I go from a T-Rex to a Honey Badger? I couldn't really understand that part, um, but it, it grew. Like, it grew on me. Um, I remember after one game, um, we played West Virginia on ESPN. It was like a really big game. Yeah. Um, and I get on the bus after the game, and, and the D coordinator, first of all, coaches always tell you, don't read the press clippings. Yeah. They read every last one of them. Oh, yeah. They're the first ones. So I get on the bus and he's like already on the gossip sites, blog sites. He's looking, he's <laughs> like, hey man, look what they're, they're calling you the honey badger. And I'm like, you know, what is that? And he's like, listen, just go with it. And I'm like, all right, coach. And so, yeah, it's kind of stuck. Since so it was, it was yeah. the press that gave it to you. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen videos of honey badgers? Yes. They are. They are vicious. so vicious. They are. Oh my gosh, they are. they're vicious. But that's the thing. I mean, you're not yeah. the tallest guy on the no, field. No. And so there you go. You can be vicious when you're out there. Yeah. But I have to be, you know, I have to be. I need to ask you this because mm -hmm. this is every woman I know wants me to ask you this. What do you think is your best asset? Not talking about your on the field, just you physically. What is your best asset? Oh, um, probably my heart. Oh, melting all yeah, hearts in the world. Yeah. Almost everyone uh, that that knows you that I've spoken to, all, all the women have said that like, you have the best smile in the NFL. Oh, appreciate it. Thank and you. so they said that that melts hearts. <laughs> but there you go. Now you, you have the, the heart and the, the smile. But uh, So having been in so many different cities, what? how do you define home? Uh, me and my fiance was just talking about that. Um, yeah. I don't know where we're going to, I don't know where we're going to like have our home. Maybe it'll be Dallas or maybe Orlando. Um, but we loved Arizona. You mm -hmm. know, I think we just loved that, that, that vibe, that feel, um, you know, it's, it's people from all over, you know, coming there and it's mostly hot, you know? So, uh, and, and I think for the most part, the people were very friendly. Mm -hmm. So um, I think in our mind, you know, we, we want that kind of, you know, experience again. So, yeah. Yeah. So you've had the the winter fun, but you're good to yeah, move think, on to that eventually. Yeah. Once I, once we get past the wedding and all that, um, I think we're, we're we'll probably find a a home for our family. Yeah. So what you're saying is you need my help. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That would right. actually be cool. This was the interview yeah. to see if you want. Wow. Yeah. That worked yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And you know, <laughs> with the, the length of an, uh, your season, what I can do is by the time you wrap up your season, I can have the house renovated and you're ready to move in. No work. Okay. Makes your wife happy because, uh, yeah. or your wife Nat then will be yeah. happy. You're getting married next month. But uh, okay, we'll work on this. Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. But because you move, you've moved around so much though. Mm -hmm. Going from like physical home or apartment or house or whatever, how do you make it your own? And oh, like everywhere you go. Yeah. I, you know, keeping my family with me, um, you know, um, making sure that, that they're, you know, in, involved in the experiences with me. Um, you know, uh, you know, my kids going to school, you know, where I work. Um, and then us just coming together, you know, at the end of every day, you know, um, I think as long as we, we're able to do that, um, you know, um, I don't think it necessarily matters where we live, you know, um, as long as we got each other to kind of yeah. lean on and focus on at the end of every day, um, I, I think we can kind of live anywhere. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> I, I love it. It's for us, we're the same way. Like yeah. Linda and I could live out of a suitcase yes. or we could live out of a you know nice house on the beach, whatever yeah. it might be. doesn't matter to us as mm. long as we're together. Yeah, because yeah. we've been to, I think over 12 cities together. Oh, wow. All I need in life is Linda, <laughs> sushi, uh, movies and ping pong. escape games. Oh yeah, and ping pong. Yeah, and I'm done. And, <laughs> and a bit of basketball. Hey, basketball. You, you got me. You, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but just like you, wherever we go, we love that we can share the successes with family because yes. it, it really doesn't mean anything if we're just enjoying it for ourselves. Yeah. So this is something I need to know. Uh-huh. We all do embarrassing things. We've all done something dumb in our life. Um, you know, sometimes it's caught on camera and I am the first one to embarrass myself. If I do something stupid, I always post it. What's something that you've done that was really sort of funny or embarrassing? Um, I'd probably say my, my rookie year, you know, um, in the NFL, man. Um, you know, I shaved my head bald and then I cut off one eyebrow. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and the whole point of me doing that was just, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted the team to feel like, you know, you know, I give anything to. I'm so happy to be here. I'll do anything to stay here. And you know, my rookie year rolled by, and the second year came around, and I was just like, "Why did I ever do that? <laughs> like that didn't make that didn't do anything for me." You yeah, know, it just like, ruined every photo opportunity. You know, like, was, Smile the camera. Oh gosh, did somebody the, fill it in with a sharpie? No, but like every time I would nap, especially in training camp, like all the uh, all the vets on the team would just walk by with like powder and just squeeze it on my head. So oh my gosh. Just, have a bald powder head. There you go. An eyebrow. Do you still get a chance to connect with some of your old team and some of your old friends from back in the day? Yeah. Um, you know, I probably say the a good core group of my friends are guys that, you know, I grew up playing ball with, you know, back in New Orleans. Um and yeah. we're still close to this day, you know. Um so uh I feel like those guys, you know, um, you know, they mean a lot to me in the sense that, you know, they you know, they gave me some hope. You know, when I didn't even know I needed any, you know, um, I can remember one of my friends, yeah, I, I've always felt like he was a better, you know, football player than me. Um, he was yeah. smaller than me, um, but I've always felt like he was better than me. And I could just remember one day in particular, you know, our coach came in and he, and he basically said that he was like, Hey man, Terrell's better than you. And, and ever since that day, I just, you know, focused on being the best I can be. And, um, but I looked to my friend and I say, you know, he kind of gave me that, that motivation to 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 be to want to be better, you know. Yeah. So I try to I try to keep keep those guys around me. Um, even with the Chiefs this year, you know, it was my first year with the team, but um, you know, I try to get together with with the defense every Thursday, and um, you know, because a lot of us, it was, this was our first time playing together. You know, it was an entirely right. new defense, and you know, uh, I wasn't the only new guy. So um, I think in order for us to be able to win the Super Bowl or to you know, play good defense. Um, I think we got to be cool with each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you we got to have to get along. You got to know that <laughs> you got each other's back. Yeah. yeah. You got to get along. How do you guys work on that communication? Because you do ha- become an instant family and you're yeah. under so much pressure during game time. Like instantly I, you have to click. How, how yeah. do you, I'm just fascinated with like the, the relationship dynamics of how you make that happen. Yeah, I think for us, you know, um, especially if you look at our our season, right? Um, you know, we all got together like April that year, new coach, new new coordinator, you know, new defense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and for us, it, it, it took us a good minute to kind of begin to really, you know, start trusting each other, right? And um, I don't think it's more so, you know, you doubting the next man's ability. It's just everybody's like new to this system and, mm-hmm. you know, things are changing, but... Um, Around November, we really started to click, 
defensively. And, you know, I think at that point, you know, we could tell that everything that we was doing was starting to pay off and all the Thursdays getting together mm. and grabbing dinner on the road before the game and, um, you know, all the defense sitting on one part of the plane. So we were able to talk and communicate. And um, I, I think the more and more you're able to do that and be around a person, um, I think naturally you you want to you do well for that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what we were able to do. Are you guys able to talk about things outside of the game? Like share, you know, if you're feeling down or, yeah. or family. And I think that's probably the, the, the thing that benefits, you know, getting around each other the most, you know, is because a, a lot of us are, a lot of us were the best players at our schools, right? Like a lot of us are the primary breadwinner for our family. So a lot of times we, we're dealing with people that not necessarily seeing life how, how we see it and, I think when you're able to get around people that that share what you share, um, and, you know the success as well as the the you know the failures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you're kind of able to bounce off each other and hey man, nah, I did that three years ago and you don't want to do that. So um, and, and I think that's really helpful. You know, especially for for, for rookies coming into this league. You know, the yeah. more and more they can hang around veterans um, and guys that have done it, um, I, I think only naturally it'll help those guys play longer. It's mm-hmm. sort of like a built-in support group too, because everybody's yeah. going through similar um, situation and, and, that's and what like it you was. Said, successes and struggles. Yeah, and I and I could I could think about my coach now as we're talking about this um you know dave Merritt, our my position coach uh the db coach um and every day man it was like this self-talk session before we actually began work and you know i, I think a lot of teams in the nfl can take that for granted right mm-hmm. like like i said they expect you to just show up ready to work mm-hmm. but i think if you're able to kind of touch everybody that's in the room and, and really connect with them on a, a spiritual level personal level an emotional level um, anything other than the professional level, I think you're really able to get the best out of people. And um, so um, I, I think the Chiefs do that. I think our mm-hmm. coaches do that. And um, I think the players have really started embracing that and yeah. like, they're doing it on their own. That's good. Because yeah. I, I always wondered too, I, I, even in my high school years and a bit of the, a tiny touch of college ball that I, I had, you see a lot of the young players that don't appreciate some of that approach and they think it's just stupid and waste of time. They just want to get out there and run. And then as you get older, you start to understand that that's just as important. It's it's very, very important. Yes. Um, What's it like having a fiance who has a long track record of football in her family? Yeah, it's, 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 it's it's interesting, right? Because like, now, does, does Sydney know football? Like, like, cause yes. her dad's a coach. So she, yeah, yeah, like, you, you, you can't like talk. She, yeah, she knows when I didn't do good enough. Yeah, <laughs> and as, you know those those rides in the car are kind of long, and I'm just looking at her like, <laughs> you know, get it out, get it out, you know. But yeah, she she's hard on me, man. You know, and then she's competitive as well. Yeah, you know, so uh, you know, she 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 not only wants to win for for me, but she wants to win for so she got some bragging rights, you know. <laughs> so I'm saying, so she knows football. Mm-hmm. And she can dance, but you can't dance. No, she um, she's mastered all the like tricks of of parenting that you're still working on. Still you working know, on, yeah. so she seems to be like the the real she's MVP in the family. Yeah, without a doubt, <laughs> um, she, she she's head honcho, and um, so uh, you know I look forward to seeing her every day, man, because she um, you know she brights my day up. You know, yeah. and, um, she knows me too, so um, you know I can't fool her, can't hide from her. You know, uh, and Sydney just needs to teach you to dance. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> and, and I, we've been talking about this for seven years, and and she has never taught me how to dance. <gasps> really, you guys gotta do it for the wedding. You know, so um, yeah, I, I did, I did make her that promise that I will dance with her for our wedding. You already gives back so much. 
you have a great relationship with your fans. In fact, in a lot of the interviews or videos that I've seen or sort of like pregames, you're walking in uh, to play and stuff and you see your fans lined up. You take the moment to go over there and, and say thank you, embrace your fans and sign autographs. So what's that relationship like for you going from when you were younger, maybe you didn't have that sort of fan following to now yeah. everybody knows your name. Yeah, it was crazy because, you know, I can remember, you know, I was a one-star recruit at one point in high school and, you know, um, I had one big offer, you know, and that was LSU. And so uh, I, I think to, to to be at this point, I'm, you know, I'm very grateful, you know, and um, uh, I think my fan base in particular you know, the people that really support me, I feel like they have really grown up with me. You know, uh, even going back to LSU when, you know, uh, I made a couple bad mistakes and, you know, even going through Arizona and the injuries and, uh, you know, switching different teams. Um, I feel like we've grown together. And, um, you know, uh, they've embraced me on a level that has really given me, um, you know, some comfort and some some hope that, Hey man, uh, I'm not out here by myself. Um, you know, um, it's not one of those days where it's just me, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I have people that that's backing me. I have people that support me, and um, you know, they gave me they gave me a lot of encouragement. You know, like I said, especially when I was going through my injuries, um, telling yeah. me to keep my head up and to you know stay focused, and you know. Um, so uh, I'm grateful for them. Yeah. Yeah. And for any of those little kids that are out there and they're at that point where they're trying to figure out what they want to do, if they want to play football and they're watching you, what's some advice that you have for young aspiring football players? Yeah. Um, my advice would be, man, to, to, to always fall forward. You know, um, you know, uh, every time you fall short, um, every time you make a mistake, every time you 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 happen to have a failure. Um, use those things as building blocks to uh, help you get to where you want to go. Um, and, and then in the same breath, you know, face everything that 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 you're scared of, right? Like 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 look in that mirror. Um, face those fears. Um, uh, if you don't look in that mirror today, that 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 same thing will be there five years from now. So mm-hmm. um, it's important to, to to learn to 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 not only you know thrive but to live with you know, certain emotions that you may have. And, um, but, um, knowing that it's okay, you know, um, yeah. just, just keep going. I always fall forward. And that's one thing actually I love that, yeah. you know, in today's day and age, actually it's more talking about, talking about emotions where a lot of people used to think, especially a lot of men think that they need to hide it. Yeah. And they can't show their emotions. And to know that in today's day and age, that's not a bad thing. We're all emotional in different yes. ways. Um, and it's a lot more harmful to you to just try and bury those emotions. So to embrace it and speak about it and hopefully have people in your life that you can talk to, it's, yeah. it's healthy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and be who you are, you know, um, be, be exactly who you are. You know, um, you know, if you're fun, if you're loving, you know, don't let the world change that. And, you know, if you're a hard worker, you know, if you, if you go get things that you put your mind to, don't let the world de- de- deter you from that. Um, you know, be who you are. Yeah. yeah. My dad's advice when I was little was always, if someone says you can't do something, find five ways to do it. Yes. <laughs> and I've, I've lived by that my entire yes. life. I agree. So what's one piece of advice that you were given that has stuck with you your whole life? Smile more, you know. Um, smile. My grandmother told me that, you know. Um, and for me, you know, that's important, you know, um, to, to, to smile, man, to understand that, you know, life is precious. Uh, even when it's not good, it's precious. And um, you know, even when things may not be going your way, you know, uh, you know, God is always in our favor. So uh, always smile. And uh, I think that's what I've been trying to do 
really the last seven, eight years, man, it's, it's always keep a smile on my face. And it definitely brightens up the world. <laughs> Thank it you. Does. So I think we're going to wrap things up just by awkwardly smiling for 10 seconds straight at each other. <laughs> Too awkward? Okay, we won't do that. Well, thanks so much for taking some time Thank to chat you. with us. We're going to see it. you here in another year when yes. you win again. Again. Uh, Super Bowl and MVP. And yes. uh, when I build your house for you. And on top of that, when I beat you at basketball. Perfect. Yes. Thanks, a year ahead of us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. So has this inspired you, Linda, to learn more about football? I think I properly learned how to throw a football today. You and actually, it was in the house. It was You didn't break anything, and your technique was probably better than mine. So good job. I'd say it is better than yours. I think now this means that we have to start our own football league, and we're going to do a little bit of flag football. and No, full tackle. Full tackle football. All right. You have an advantage. You have a lower center of gravity, so you'll take me out. You have, you have good balance. Actually, you, so we did a headstand competition after we chatted with Tyron. and uh, I don't know if you could call what I was doing a headstand. Uh, I think you were, I mean, me and Tyron were, were on our heads for a good minute and you were still... <laughs> Struggling to get my feet above my butt. It's because your legs are so long. No, I think it's because you have like what you call your horns on the top of your head. It kind of holds That's, you. I, they're like kickstands. It kind of holds you up. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you, you a flat a surface. Shaped head. I um, I actually. Th so this is Linda's thing when she does yoga and she does meditation. She'll go up every morning. She goes up into this headstand thing that she does, and she's like pin straight on her head. I don't understand no how you can hands. physically do that. Just kidding. But you did. You removed did. your hands for like a couple for of seconds. For a split second, I was pretending I was a b boy. I hope we're gonna post. For, for this, so you guys can see this, but I hope we actually got a picture of that moment when you had your hands off the ground. I literally couldn't even get my butt in the air. I finally did. <laughs> because your butt's so heavy. You guys already like gave up and put <laughs> your, your feet down butt. and I finally got to it. <laughs> exactly. My bubble butt's a bit too lopsided for me. But uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun chatting with Tyron. I love his grandmother's advice. Smile more. Mm -hmm. It's such simple advice, but it's very impactful, I think. Imagine if everybody out there smiled more. Mm -hmm. I know, think it's so simple too. Yeah, life is short. Life is beautiful. If you're smiling on the inside, I, th I think it'll show on the outside. And I think the greatest thing about that is that you can brighten up someone else's day. Well, exactly. But whatever you do is infectious to other people. If mm -hmm. I frown a lot, other people will feel that energy and it'll bring them down. But if you smile a lot, that energy can actually bring people up and turn somebody's day around. I'm going to do five seconds of smiling. Can you guys hear it? Mm -hmm. And also about the perseverance. I mean, talk about coming from nothing. I mean, he said in his childhood, he, he had nothing and he had a lot of struggles and he had a lot of confusion. Um, he had adopted parents that were very loving that took him in, which was a great thing for him. But he really worked so hard to make sure that he was creating his own destiny. He wasn't letting anybody else pull him down. And I think he is absolutely showing everybody out there that if you really put your mind in a positive position and you work hard at whatever you're passionate about that you can make those dreams come true. Mm -hmm. It just shows how resilient he is and how grateful he is, you know, for the love that he did receive in his life, even though he had a tough upbringing, he took whatever he had and he channeled it into his passion of, of football and, and giving back to the community. Yeah. Which is awesome. I mean, his foundation as well, 
is absolutely amazing. Giving back to, to kids, bringing technology into a space so that, you know, if kids don't have musical instruments or if they don't have computers or any other technology at home, he is able to actually provide this. Mm -hmm, so all these disadvantaged youth are actually getting more opportunities that can help spark creativity. Yeah, and I think it's so open-minded of him to not just encourage kids to only play football because that's his expertise. You know, he, he puts guitars in front of kids. He puts uh, other sports equipment and, and computers so that they can explore what their passions are instead of being told, you know, go play football. Um, and I think that's, you know, when, when we're parents, I want to take that to heart as well and not force our kids to, to play a certain sport or take up a yeah. certain activity. Like we want them to discover things for themselves. You know, it's funny when I was younger thinking about, you know, when I have kids, I can actually remember thinking, because I, I was obsessed with basketball and I can remember thinking like, well, my kids are, are growing up and they're playing basketball, blah, 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 blah. And then somebody said to me one day, well, what if your kids don't want to play basketball? And it was something I had never even considered. I literally had never considered it. I thought, well, of course they're going to play basketball. I love basketball. And then now, you know, as I'm getting a bit more mature too and, and understanding- Just a bit. Just a bit, <laughs> not very much, just a tiny bit. But no, now thinking that, you know, this child will be their own person and I want them to do what they love, love whatever it is, whether it's theater, whether it's, you know, um, working with another company, whether it's starting their own company, whatever it is, I want them to go all in and love doing it. But I don't want to force any of my passions onto them. If it becomes that they're passionate about basketball, yeah, <laughs> I'll love that. Imagine, hey, we could have five kids and create our own basketball team. Or an amazing knitting team. Getting to the Olympics of knitting? Yes. That would be awesome. Yeah, we're going to have the biggest quilt ever. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to someone like Tyron, who is all about inspiring people for whatever they want to do, has it given you a thought of a new passion? If you could do something new that you've never done before, what would it be? Did you know that I want to make kids pop-up books? Like a pop-up food book? Well, anything. Food, family, giving back, the importance of giving back. Um, you need to animals. do a prototype. If you do a prototype pop-up book, I think that would be awesome. I can help you with it. You can. I've created pop-ups before. Oh, I know. You made one for me for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I oh, still yeah. have it. You still have it? Mm -hmm. That was like seven years ago. Was it seven years I think ago? so. That was a long Jeez. time ago. All right. I have one too. Mm. You'll never guess what a secret passion of mine is that I've always wanted to do. To cuddle a basketball? No, not to sleep with a basketball. I want to actually make a pair of shoes. Oh, I thought you were going to say a parachute. Then I'll make a pair of shoes. <laughs> I would love to design and make a pair of shoes. Ooh. I think it'd be kind of cool to have my own style, my own shoe. <gasps> Because I like dress shoes, but I also like sneakers and I love basketball shoes. So how can I hybrid these to be the awesome new look of Drew? Hmm, uh -huh. Drew's shoes. Drew's shoes, Drew's <laughs> shoes. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today, guys. Remember, send us your feedback. We want to hear from you. Feedback at athomepodcast.net. Who would you like to hear us sit down and chat with? And you can hit us up on Instagram as well. At at home. We also accept pigeon mail, uh, snail mail. But only if... You know, if they volunteer to deliver your mail. Yes, exactly. You yeah. have to find a... A friendly snail. Friendly snail, yes. And a willing pigeon. We also do have big thanks to give to our podcast producer, Brandon Angelino. Brangelino. The one and only Rock Hard Abs. He's still, <laughs> I think he's now at a thousand crunches that he's been doing here. 
We also have Annalie Bell for our research. And we also have a big thanks to say for our music, Feels Like Home. That's Chad Carlson and Victoria Shaw. And I want to thank Drewby. Drewby. Newbie Drewby. Newbie Drewby. The for, Drew Shoe. For being you. Thank you. And thank you for being you. The Super Bowl star that you are now that you know how to throw football. <laughs> you know what? Even with your Super Bowl cut, you're still my MVP. Thank you. Love you. Love you. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (laughs) Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like... Lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.